What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Chaz C. No Roper, and you are tuned in to the Amplifier Community Connection Podcast. Today is a special, special day, man. We got the good brother from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, who's been doing some amazing things, man. This brother started off as a uh, a youngster that you sit in rehearsals when his brother. His older brother and I used to have groups. His brother had a group called the Ecclesiastes, and the Ecclesiastics, and we were called uh, New Creation. Me, Jermaine Wrightout, Mario Brown, Tim Campbell, and um, and, and, and Wardy and and and, um, and Torrance. We're all in the group with uh, with Tyrone, and Ka- yeah, and and he used to be the little guy, man, sitting in the corner. We was we was like 16, 17, 18. He was like 12 or something like that. Just 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 soaking up the game with the old school cats who was trying to figure it out. And then my boy Mario, they they used to be my boy Mario. Everybody knows my, one of my good friends, and he called me and said, "Bro, you have you heard have you heard Tyrone, little brother?" I said, "Marcus." He's like, "Yeah." I said, "What he doing?" He said, "He's singing." I was like, "No way, bro." He used to be in rehearsals with us. He's like, "Nah, man, you really got to check him out." And when I tell you, I went to see him at a Scott Gwynn and Conqueror concert. And I said, no way this is the same, Marcus. But I mean, I know, I can obviously see it was, but I was blown away, man. And from that time on, bro, you've been doing some amazing things. Amplifier started in, what it is now, started in 2021. And at the time we had Amplifier, Amplifier was uh, a thing where we had participants, where we had four artists from the city of Milwaukee that we would... Uh, teach and, and give them game on the music industry. And I would bring in different people, Rico Love, Marcella, uh, Rekia. I brought in so many different people from the music industry to talk to them and give them game. A term, uh, Mario Brelove, who we actually had on the podcast, was the attorney they spoke with. Like We had, we had the meeting with so many different people um, and giving them game. And then they also got a grant to do things for themselves as artists, uh, shoot videos and uh, promote their, their projects that they had coming out. And one of our participants was Marcus. And since then, not saying he hasn't been doing big things anyway. Let me say that first. It wasn't us who made who, him who he was. We just gave him a couple more things to take along his, on his journey because what God has for him had nothing to do with us. We were just one stop in the many stops in the destination of the journey that where, he was, where he is going. So without further ado, I want y'all to welcome my brother. Marcus McFarlane. How you doing, bro? I'm excellent, man. This is such a blessing to even uh, be sitting here next to you, a Milwaukee native, someone who's contributed so much to the city uh, on a musical level. And uh, just to even be considered on this platform is so many successful and amazing artists just in this city alone. But to be one of the ones, bro, yes, sir. this is big. So very grateful. Man, man, thanks for joining us, man. So let's talk to us about your start, man. I know it, but the people don't know it. So let's go back, man. Pops and moms, man. They just celebrated, what, their 50th or something? My parents celebrated 50 years of marriage, man. Man. 50 years of marriage back in June. Shout out to my mom and dad, uh, Pastor Samuel McFarlane and Evangelist Shirley McFarlane. I love you all. Uh, They've been super influential in in my life, uh, even musically. Yes. Um, What a lot of people may or may not know, my dad played drums. Mm. And... uh, um, evolved from that to playing lead guitar, 
you know, it's pretty much self-taught, play by ear. You know how we do it in church. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, my mom has been playing organ since she was 12, 14 years old, played for churches uh, there in the South and pretty much taught my brother, who you mentioned earlier, how to play keys long before he went to high school in the arts. And so I was just always surrounded uh, by music. Uh, grew up at a church called Christ Temple. Christ uh, Temple. On the corner of 10th and Hatley. It's the yes. oldest Church of God in Christ Church in the state of Wisconsin. So, you know, the history there was so many elite musicians, in my eyes anyway, mm -hmm. uh, that were playing there. I was able to be that one on the pew, yep. feet swinging, waiting for my turn to play. Play drums. Everybody was sitting there with drumsticks. I done had drumsticks. I had the white part of the hanger. <laughs> Y'all know nothing about that. I had the white part of the hanger that you would get from the dry cleaners, and I would use that as drumsticks, and I would just sit there and watch the drummer and, and just be ready and just, you know, pick up on those those elements. Man, that's dope, man. It's called preparation before. Big time. You know, pre-game, as we call it, Big man. Big time. Got to be ready before you actually get in the game. Got to get your reps in, man. And, and a lot of us got our reps in at church. I got mine Absolutely. at Philadelphia Church of God in Christ on yes, third, uh, Pastor Barton, and mother, yes, Pastor and Mother Barton, man. So I understand 100% about getting your reps in. And what you will find out, if you're in the music industry long enough, majority of the people that you see in those positions, whether it's production and all that, all the Rodney, Jerkin, a lot of those cats, Beacocks, a lot of those cats started in churches, man, learning, the, getting, you know, getting, getting their start in churches, and then learning to be the transition from being a musician to a producer. I would there's a say big over 60%. Over Absolutely. Maybe 75%. I mean, Absolutely. when it comes to all, you can go to Aretha Franklin, you yep. can, Whitney Houston, you can go to just about anybody in reference to the foundation. And I mean, let, let me take a second to just thank and appreciate all pastors and, yeah. and churches that have given platforms. Because one, one thing that I think goes unnoticed is there is nowhere else on the planet that you can go somewhere and be trash right. and get to still play every week. Yeah, that's a fact. Other than the church. That's a fact. There is nowhere on the planet. You will never get a gig at a club that will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you come in, you messing up, you getting off time, and they'll be like, it's going to be all right. You know, right. just come back next week. Right. No, nah, man, the church has groomed um, so many amazing, as you said, producers, directors, uh, uh, engineers, and, and given us a platform to learn uh, because the objective is that those tools, not only is it the objective, but the truth of the matter is that the gift came from God, and the objective is that we want to use them for God's glory. So shout out to all those leaders Thanks. who let those young people uh, grow and develop. That's a fact, man. So young young Marcus, man, talk to me about young Marcus, man. When we were doing our thing as, as young adults, what was young Marcus doing, man? You know, to be a hundred, man, I just wanted to be a part. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be present. Um, I had the kind of parents uh, like a lot of baby boomers did. If one one of y'all go, all of y'all going. Facts. So <laughs> my, it wasn't too many places my brother could go without me mm -hmm. because uh most younger brothers, you know, they they act as the snitch, the watch out. For sure. You know? For sure. <laughs> so uh, aside from all of that, you know, while I'm present, I'm just wanting to to be a part. I'm hearing them do four-part harmony. My brother, we had an organ in the house. My dad bought my mom an organ because she wanted to stay sharp. And so uh, my brother gravitated to that and got really good. So when we would sing and mom would teach us songs, 
we would be doing harmony. And my brother would always be like, man, stay on your note. Mm-hmm. You know, so going to rehearsals and stuff, I'm listening to arrangements. They would take old commission songs and they would be like, oh, I know they do this, but uh, let's add this part. This would be nice. And so I'm just kind of paying attention there. And uh, like many young men in the church, we gravitate to the drums because right. the keys is already uh, occupied. Right. And so uh, I'm there. I'm I'm the youngest. I'm pretty much the youngest in my family in that generation at the time. I'm the youngest at the church. I'm the shortest. So my feet hanging, they, they kind of teasing me. Man, your feet, your feet don't even reach the pedals, man. What is you talking about? You can't play? And so, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, what I would do, what they would allow me to do is when the preacher would get up and, uh, and start to preach, because there was no real tempo, it was just more hits, mm-hmm. they would say, until they start singing, you can get on and just hit in between. Yeah. And that's, that was the start of my drumming days. Gotcha. The preacher, oh yeah, done, yeah. Uh, yeah. All I had to do yeah. was stay on the hit. That right. was it. I did that from four years old to about six years old. And as time progressed, uh, they let me stay on. Sometimes the the bump would happen. Yeah. That's what we call a praise break today. Yeah. And that would happen. And I would try to I play, but I wasn't strong enough, wasn't developed enough. And uh, somebody would slide, slide, slide in. Let me, let me yeah, get you yeah. sticks real quick. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know when they start doing this, yeah, you know what? <laughs> it's time to get up. So, you know, young me just wanted to really be a part. I just wanted to be included and accepted to be more than uh, really more than just a singer. Mm-hmm. Because people kind of knew, like, oh, he sings a little bit, he sings in a church choir, and his, his older brother's Tyrone. And my dad is an amazing vocalist as well. I mean, can really go, like, incomparable in my eyes. And um, as I'm growing and I'm getting older, I'm seeing uh, young musicians and singers in the city like Sean Hinton. Yep. and uh, a, a guy named Corey Bowie that used to be here in the city. He's now in Atlanta, has written for a lot of amazing people. Um, um, uh, uh, Elaine mm-hmm. Joplin mm-hmm. was another vocalist that was influential right here in the city. Yep. Uh, listening to uh, uh, those vocalists at that age, as teenagers in a choir called True Praise. Praise. was ran by Glenn Hall. He was there at uh, Rufus King, and he started that choir, grew to a community choir. So by my teen years, I'm singing in True Praise, and I'm listening to other teenagers who had crazy vocal ability that I had never heard before. Uh-huh. Alicia Miller, yep. hearing those kind of vocals. And I'm saying, who? where did y'all come from? Right. And so hearing them made me sharpen my skill. Um, hearing drummers like Wesley McVicker, Olin Franklin, uh, uh, um, just so, many, so much talent. So I'm always feeling like I'm in the background. Um, and I, I would feel like I started to develop around 14, singing in true praise because I was exposed to something other than what I was at at church. Right. And uh, even though this was still a gospel choir, it was just all different walks of life within that choir. And uh, around 16, 17 years old, I stumbled across uh, two albums that was extremely influential in my life. And... Uh, the thing that it was for me was because of the era we grew up in, traditional gospel, yep. to me, started to become very tired. Right, like, right. It wasn't that the message was tired. It was just the same. You could start an intro of a song in the 80s, and you didn't know what song it was because everything traditional gospel sounded the same. And so yep. uh, at that time, contemporary gospel really started to, to take a shift and a change. And I came up on a album by a, a duo called Dawkins and Dawkins. Yes, sir. Dawkins and Dawkins is Eric and Anson Dawkins. And at the time, I didn't know this, but this was like 96. 
97, a lot of the writing on that album was done by Jay Moss. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that then. And uh, I said, finally, like music that had the youthful appeal, but the same message that I fell in love with because I fell in love with the gospel message. Mm -hmm. And so uh, hearing those albums, I started listening to what they had an album called Rhythm and Praise. Not long after that, I stumbled across the dude named Dietrich Haddon. Dietrich Hatton had a Chain Breaker album in the year 2000, 99, 2000. I was like, okay, okay, I, I like the way this is. It's like that perfect blend. Around that same time, I come across Kim Burrell and Mary Mary. Like, at the same time. They were handing out demos yeah. at the National Church of God in Christ convention in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I ended up catching a demo. And uh, and I heard Kim Burrell and the way that she would bend her vocals with that jazz power. Yes. I was like, it ain't no dude singing like this. Right. And so in my eyes, I'm saying, like, if I can add the masculinity to what she's doing vocally, I think this could be something. something. Like, But not on the artist tip. Because yeah. I never was seeking out to be an artist. Mm-hmm. And so hearing those albums was like the foundation of what you kind of hear and see today. Man, that's beautiful, man. You definitely named some heavy hitters. <clears throat> I was watching the R&B Money podcast with Tank and Jay Valentine, mm. and people were named. They, they have a thing where you name your top five. He yeah. did do some top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So he, he he's asking, who are your top five R&B artists, mm-hmm. R&B, I mean, R&B artists, R&B songs? Yeah. <clears throat> and one time, I forgot who the guest was, but when he... He named the top five people. He was, you know, they'll do the normal, you know, uh, Usher, Stevie Wonder. My man said, Kimberell and Marvin Sapp. Yeah, man. They it took them by some. Now, obviously, Tank grew up in the church, Absolutely. so he was rocking. He was like, oh yes, one hundred percent. Right. But a lot of times, people fail to realize if you really want to go to some really people who are really skilled at singing mm-hmm. with some soul and some feeling, you gotta go to the church. Yep. You got to go to the church, bro. I mean, Whitney Houston gets the accolades of one of the greatest singers alive because mm-hmm. it's, it's literally a gospel artist singing R&B or pop music. Yeah. Literally. That's what you get. So it's a, like for me to hear you say Kim, Burrell, mm-hmm. Jay Moss, all mm-hmm. these different, it makes total sense. Dawkins and Dawkins. Dude, they, they Literally, Eric went with the underdogs and took. Gospel music and put it and in R and B and put it in there. And, you know, and same thing. Warren Campbell and Warren, so, yep. so many others to name. But like, you know, I, I think I, I was listening to uh, Justin Timberlake and and Tori Kelly because Jay used to lay mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, the demos uh, and the rough draft copies for the songs that they wrote for them. And they would often say like, "Man, Jay Moss," or they would say like the Kimber Rails, yeah, because the the vocality that they brought um, even to gospel music it was such a game changer. You really got everybody, you know, Facts. trying to do it, and it's it's hard to pull away from it because, as far as I'm concerned, man, if God is the creator and He is of all things, uh, He created music and sound. Why wouldn't the Why wouldn't that be the foundation? Absolutely. Why wouldn't that be the authenticity of all things music? And so, my my goal, um, even as a young man, has always been to be true to the message and the gift giver. Um, I'm often convicted by Romans chapter six that talks about us being instruments of righteousness. And as far as I'm concerned is if God gave me the gift, I feel like it's only right that I give it back. 
Absolutely. And so by giving it back, you know, <laughs> I was telling my boy, uh, Derek Staples, shout out to D Staples. I was saying, man, Satan didn't put in on this. Right. He ain't put in on this at all. He didn't put in on my craft, on my skill. Did I? Did are there uh, artists that I admire? You can't. You can't not good stuff. Yeah, I, and uh, and and just kind of a a quick story. I um I was I dug Drew Hill, mm -hmm. Cisco. Um, it's just the, just the, his performance style and all of that. Uh, One Twelve mm -hmm. were those people, and I remember driving into my own conviction. <laughs> I had, my parents didn't play. First of all, don't get into my car, and after I get in here, I see it's on V One Hundred, right, 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 or, or right. a secular station, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, so I I had bought my first couple R&B albums with my own money. And I had always borrowed them and yeah. listening to P. Diddy on the bus, let him hold in my guy's uh, 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 CD player. Yeah, yeah the Walkmans. <laughs> and like, man, let me hear that all about the Benjamins, man. That, yeah. that, that, that guitar line is just strong to me. And uh, I bought Carl Thomas. Emotional. Bruh, I bought me. that album. Uh, Summer Rain, some of those. Rain. I was like, didn't know he was a church boy. Yes, you sir. know, actually, church Aurora, guy. Aurora, Illinois. You. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm listening to to people who obviously there's that connection mm -hmm. again because of the foundation. And so one day I'm I'm driving. I had a uh, 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 Cisco playing in the car, and I just really just felt like, man, I can't keep getting up in front of the body of Christ and have all of these other things going through my spirit mm -hmm. that didn't give me direct connection to encourage people, you know, through gospel music. And uh, so I had to, I had to pull away mm -hmm. from some of the music that I was listening to, because as many of you all know, there's influence uh, in some of the music that you that you indulge in. And uh, just like a couple months ago, I'm on the Tom Joyner boat cruise with a with the artist. I'm sure we're gonna get to. Mm -hmm. And I sing my part, and who's in the audience? Cisco and Drew Hill. Mm -hmm. And he comes back stage and say, man, you were amazing. Man, you just, man, it just blessed me so much. And I couldn't help but for a minute think like, this is the same dude I admire from the perspective of, yes, the message he was sharing at that time I had to pull away from in order for me to tap into right. the gift God gave me. And now it's a blessing to him. Right. So, you know, I said all that to really say, um, you know, being true to the, the heart uh, that God has given you, being true to the gift giver, uh, it will always come back full circle. The question is, is where will you be when it comes back full circle? That's a fact, man. I, I not, not me. I listen to everybody, bro. Jodeci, Boys and Man, one, two, you can think. Uh, Anybody you could think of on the secular side, I list because I start off with the commissions and stuff because because you know my mom was evangelist yep. like in the church, like. Yep. But <clears throat> I, I remember listening to Full Moon. Right, Brandy's full moon. And I'm like, man, whoever is writing these songs and doing these, I remember hearing uh, Joe, Angel in the Sky, she was underrated. Right, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, is that Joe singing in the background? Mm -hmm. Didn't know until you know, I was we were, we were all credit readers, yes, and we would see background vocals, Joe yeah. Thomas, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So <clears throat> I was like, man, whoever this dude is, I'm trying to be like that, I'm trying to make the arrangement sound like this. Now, anybody. That has vocal produced songs mm -hmm. from whenever Full Moon came out to now is pretty much is lying <laughs> if they do not say they were not influenced by the late great LaShawn Daniels, right? Oh my God! <clears throat> if they shit. say they was they vocal producer and they were not, you know, what's the name by influenced by him? They're telling a lie, bro. Yeah. Especially 
if they're doing harmony arrangements. Yeah. And then you can tell by how they round the the, the sounds off on the actual. So I'm like, man, this dude is LaShawn. Not knowing me and LaShawn are the same age. So dude was doing this since at 18 and 19. Like same as a, background. At our age, at, at a young age, bro. Yes, sir. I didn't know this until I had the opportunity to work with LaShawn mm. with Tamar and TC. Mm. And I said, and I was geeked. I'm like, man. I can't, bro. I literally did my whole vibe based on you. Based on you. All the, I started naming the, some of the songs I vocal produced. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he was like, "I can hear that. I can hear that." You know, and he was very, very charismatic, yes. funny. Yes. So I, I identify when you say you actually get to be around people that you actually admire from afar as a youngster. Yes. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. And the, 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 to find out he was doing this at such a young, working with Michael Jackson at 23. I wouldn't have known what to do yes. in that. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. So I, I definitely identify 100% when you say, obviously, I didn't take the church route, but you know, God <laughs> know my heart. <laughs> See there? See there? But I, well, um, let's talk about you starting being an artist. Let's talk about, let's go there to you turning into an artist. Man, specifically, uh, I remember uh, my 21st birthday was approaching and I wanted to do something. Like, you know, I was already living in my own spot and and uh, I said, you know, I'm going to take my money, my, I'm going to save some money, I'm going to do just something different. I'm going to go on a trip by myself. I'm going to head to Florida and just do something. I don't know. I'm going to just go out of town and chill. And I was talking to uh, a dear friend and god sister of mine, uh, Chanel, and at the time she was living in Minneapolis. And she said, uh, do you do you know Darnell Davis? I said, no, I don't know Darnell. She said, well, this this choir at the time that had just won a stellar award. The name of the choir was called Excelsior, and they were out of Minneapolis. And uh, she said, he just produced that record. He got a stellar, he got a studio, this and that. Y'all should connect, y'all should connect. And I was like, yeah, oh, okay. Like, I'm not on that. I yeah. wasn't doing anything as far as I was concerned, that was artistry-wise. Although, since the age of 14, I felt like God was giving me lyrics and songs like that. And, and they, to me, the arrangements, you know, looking back, I was like, it was garbage. But right, right, right. it was a seed, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew lyrically how to start stringing things together, and I started writing. And at that point, I had memorized all the songs I had written, which meant were maybe six to a dozen songs. I had memorized them, and I remember specifically saying, like, okay, God, if you want me to do something with this, like, you're going to have to make a way, because I don't have the wherewithal to, like, you know, record these songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said that she was like, uh, y- y'all should talk. We at Applebee's right now. I said, okay, well, what's up? You know, he talking to me. He said, man, you know, can you sing something real quick? So I sung something. He was like, dude, when are you going to be in Minneapolis? Mm-hmm. And I thought, I was like, if you serious, I'll be there for my birthday, like around my I birthday. There, yeah. yeah, so I'm like, I'm thinking, why waste money just going to do nothing Go when I can sew into, you yeah. know. And uh, I went to Minneapolis in his living room. We recorded a song called He's Coming Back that I had written. And uh, he, he built it from scratch for a little bit of nothing, just mm-hmm. on some big bro, little bro type stuff. Like, hey man, you know, whatever whatever you could pay me and you know, I sent what I needed and and uh, we started that song there, came back and kind of wrapped it up, had Derek Hearn uh, uh, mix it and mm-hmm. master it for me, took it to Melvin Hood, to the radio station because they had been seeing yeah. me sing around here and there, Christmas uh, programs for different radio shows and stuff. And, uh, and uh, I just, it started to get in demand. Um, even before the song kind of took off so, locally, yeah, and yeah. you know, uh, I remember saying, "I'm gonna have a concert just to, just to share. This is what I've been writing, y'all. Just come check it out." Right. And I did it at my church. It was completely free. 
and 250 people showed up. Mm. And I'm looking like, okay, we y'all know people cap all day. Hey, I'm having a concert. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be there, man. What time is it? Right. And so I'm like, I'm not expecting much but my local church, right. which was probably around there about 75, 100 people. So I'm expecting them to come out and some family and friends. 250 people show up. So I was like, okay, all right. 2005, uh, fast forward to 2005, I do it again. About 300 show up. Mm. 2006, I switched it up. Did something different. And from there, I said, okay, if I'm going to take this seriously, um, I'm big on customer service. Facts. I worked at Walgreens. I worked uh, uh, for GE, uh, medical systems. And so having good character and providing a service to people also ties into music for me. Absolutely. So I'm saying I'm not just going to be a annual concert artist. Mm-hmm. Every time we have something like you got to come to my concert this year, mm-hmm. that that to me was just not it, and I didn't I didn't want to keep investing in that, and so I sh- decided to shift my finances from doing concerts to the project. There you go. And when I decided to go ahead and put a project together, I took two years of time to do the best that I thought I could. I invested in Pro Tools and whatnot. I have gotten a really nice paycheck from a, a booking and racing at this church. And uh, I said, I'm going to go in and I'm going to put a portion of it on layaway at Guitar Center. There you go. I didn't, I, I di- it didn't matter how I was going to get there. I just knew that I, I was going to do it right. And uh, from doing that, I took my time, built the project. And I feel like from that birth of my first project, um, the first single, He's Coming Back, was starting to get radio play, which increased bookings. Jam for Peace, for those of y'all from Milwaukee. Yeah. And I just kept stacking the money away until I could fund that full project. By 2011, I had an album come out called Addicted to Praise. Mm. And it got a lot of attention. And I think that was the turning point because Addicted to Praise is what got me my first major placement. That's what's up. And who was that first major placement with? Zaccardi Cortez. Zaccardi. He's a, he can sing. Zaccardi oh, Cortez yeah. Crazy. is an amazing voice in this mm. day and time. And... uh and uh, and it was as simple as, I mean, if I can just inject right here, you know, there were often times in building that project where it just felt like, you know, who's going to want this? Right. You know, but remaining true to the fact of like, why did you start doing it in the first place? Well, God gave me these songs and I, I think they should be heard. Okay, then focus on that. And not, I hope this get an award. Right, right, right. Focus on why you started it. Right. And so I'm like, okay. And um, I was uh, out of town with my wife one day, uh, visiting family. And I get a call from a gentleman by the name of Henry Sapp. And Henry Sapp had just seen me at something called the AP Awards that was here in Milwaukee. It was called Anointed Pages Magazine. And I had won Best Male Soloist on a local level. And... Uh, he called me. He said, hey, man, we got a program coming up, back to school thing. My brother's doing, my brother Marvin Sapp, and uh, he wants you to be a part. I said, okay. <laughs> All right, when I need to be there. He gave me the date. Long story short, I get out there. I do what I do. We get done singing, and he pulls me to the side along with my boy, Lucius Hoskins, mm-hmm. amazing producer. And he says, I'm about to start a label. I want you all to work with me. I'm like, I don't, I, that was really my first real interaction right. with Marvin Sapp. And he's literally telling me, like, let's partner up, you know? Right. And I'm thinking in my mind, this is all from generating a simple project. 
you know, at this time he's coming back. Generating a simple project just just be heard and to just be taken seriously. So that was like the birth of the real artistry slash songwriter. That's what's up. And if you don't take you seriously, why put somebody else? Nobody else. And that's what a lot of time people do. We do things, both of us do things for the city, and we do them for free because we know what it's like for it to not to not have the revenue. And we'll do things for free. And some artists that need the help won't even take the free help. Absolutely. But then you'll see them on social media complaining about why this ain't happening, why this, no, it's happening. You're just not taking advantage of it. And it costs you, man, listen, if, I, if, if there were things like this and other things that are going on mm -hmm. that were from people who have accolades, yeah. who's really done it, who, who's like, I've done what a lot of the artists want to do. Absolutely. I've done some deals they wish they had. Yes, sir. For people. So I would not saying just me, but whoever. So if, if I if it was a me when I was coming up, mm -hmm. man, listen, that person, that dude or or female wouldn't be able to <laughs> get get rid of you, man. What? <laughs> I'm trying to be the assistant, I'm trying, an intern, yeah. whatever. But it's just a different time now where, you know, they they'll rather fantasize about it on social media than actually go put in the work. See what I tell artists. And every artist is this. Two things. There's nothing like face-to-face -face contact with people you're trying to do business with. Yes, sir. Because how I got in situations is people will always see me. Mm -hmm. they, at, back then, I had a goatee and hair. Uh -huh. I wasn't bald. <laughs> I had the 360 waves yes, back then. Yes, you did. Yes, you so did, sir. I had the crispy, the oceans, man. Yes, sir. So they'd be like, who is the dude with the goatee and the waves that we keep seeing over here? Every, at, yep. You know, everywhere. L.A., New York, Miami, this and that. At Circle House and these different places. And Atlanta, at Patchwork. Like, who is, who? why do we keep seeing him? Yeah. And then, I remember, I'll never forget one time, I, uh, Sean Hinton. Yes, sir. Played with Mary. He's Mary's M.D. We were in uh, L.A. and Sean, they were, having, they were having rehearsal, but in the evenings, uh, Mary would go to the studio. Mm -hmm. So Sean convinces Mary to let us get a session. So we're walking into the, uh, getting ready to walk, we was at Marvin Gaye Studio, I think, mm -hmm. in L.A., and we're walking in, and the under, uh, Harvey Mason, who is oh. now the president yes, of sir. the Grammys now, yes, sir. Harvey was walking out. <clears throat> so I'm like, Hey, what's up, Harvey? I'm Chase. Like, man, I remember you. You came to the studio with such and such and such and such. I'm like, oh, work. Yeah, that's me. You know, I'm, now I'm like, okay, well, you know who I am. Right. Yeah. So he's like, man, we just got through with Mary, man. Y'all kill it. Like, you could tell when somebody's successful. Yes, sir. Because they weren't, he wasn't hating on us. He like, we just got through with her, man. She warmed up for y'all. I mean, y'all going in and do y'all thing. Like, telling us, to, you know, get with it. Like, yes, be, sir. you know. So we get in the studio, and Mary looks at me like, now where I know you from? Where do I know? Yep. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I was at your rehearsal a couple times. She's like, no, I know you sound big brother, but I see where I see you at. And she's like, oh, I know where I know you from. And then we start talking about where yeah, she, yeah. With the studio sessions yeah. I was in that she was all, she's like, yeah, you was doing, you was engineering this and you, you was throwing notes in off the side. And I'm mm -hmm. like, who he think he is throwing notes? I'm like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> I, I was like, I seemed like you was kind of mad, so I didn't want you to realize, you know, Absolutely. recognize that was me. She's like, no, no. She's like, I'm, it's good to be, you know, like, let me hear what y'all got, Sean. She's like, y'all hungry? I'm like, we not, but we can eat. I'm going to eat if you are. So I'm thinking she's getting ready to say, well, let's get a runner to go get us something to eat. She's like, hold on, let me call my chef. Dog, she called the chef to the studio to make us food. Let's go, bro. Run. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? But it was because the familiarity with us, well, she knew obviously knew Sean, so she assumed she would, because Sean's a good guy. Yes, sir. He's not going to bring 
garbage people around. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, but then the fact that she she knew me from not with Sean, it was for something else. Was like you got to just keep putting your places in the right face, uh, putting your face in the right places. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's that's what is not happening because people are banking on the internet saving them when realistically that could be your detriment as well. It, it can it can definitely help you because you can go all over. We 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 all over the world right now sitting here. Yes, sir. But if we're not actually touching the people, just because they're watching you, don't mean they'll purchase what you have. We already know that. You know what I'm if, saying? If you look at the analytics, you look at the numbers. I figured this out a long time ago before analytic talk, in my opinion, was was popular. Right. I started noticing that the likes or subscribes or whatever, I was only getting about one to two percent. Of those who would follow, so say you got five thousand followers or whatever, I was only getting like one to two percent of that, like even responding. Right. And then even before the social media days, I would kind of calculate. I could almost tell you how many people would show up because of how many people would like the flyer. Right. Right. It'd be like five hundred likes. I said, cut that in half. Yep. All right. Fifty percent of that might show up. And then you cut that in half. There you go. That's going to be your core. So be expecting 150 to 175 people Thanks. to show up. And every time I said, okay, now that I figured out the math, I figured out it's not feasible for me to have a concert unless I got sponsors. Unless it, because the idea of being able to invest in yourself is using other people's money. Facts. Right? Using other people's money. OPM. You might hear those acronyms more. But using other people's money, not in a shady way, but in a way where it doesn't break your bank. Thanks. And there was a, a vow, and I stay true to it today. If my wife was here, she'd amen me. But I told her before we even got married, because when uh, we first got married, I was starting to acknowledge, like, I, th I think this artistry thing is, is going to be something I take on seriously. And I said, one thing I will never do, I will never starve our household to fulfill my dream. That's a fact. I will never. So, you know, this, this peanut butter and jelly, my kids, we all struggled until we made it. Dude, that is of the devil. I don't care what y'all say, dude. Hey, listen. That, that struggle mentality is dead. It is not 1960s. It is not 1970s where you can go and, you know, buy a bag of beans and rice and we just go. Why should they suffer? For your dream. For your dream. And, and first of all, if the way I see it is I want my dream to be God's dream, right? Facts. So if it's for me, then he will then make a way for me to do it. My first responsibility was home. Facts. So for all y'all out there that's making y'all spouses struggle, <laughs> your kids wondering why their shoes are talking because you like, well, daddy's going to make it one day. No. That's, that's not their fault. Facts. And uh, we have to be responsible. And what we realize is that when we become responsible to what's at home, God will take care of everything else, man. Absolutely, man. And another thing you ought to also remember is our community is a community of helping. <clears throat> we want to stay real. Yes, sir. So if the, in that case, you got to also understand that God has things for you that he doesn't want you to share with certain people that's around mm -hmm. you. And until you get rid of those people around you, those things will not come to pass. I'd never forget, I had, I got my production company, Big Sound. Yes, sir. One particular producer left in the month of October. Mm -hmm. The month of November, my company made the most money it's ever made that whole year. Ah, <laughs> that timing, boy. So literally, the disconnect. he was literally waiting for that person to remove themselves. I didn't have to mm. remove them. They removed themselves. Absolutely. And once they removed themselves, everything just started literally, it was like, uh, holding a 300-pound weight trying to go wow. up some stairs. You just wow. got rid of the weight and boom. You you know what I'm saying? No, the weight shook off of you and then you started going and up. You, yeah. So literally, from that moment till now, 
everything has literally been on an incline. That's amazing. Man. So you got so what that told me was use the airplane approach. Mm. There's a reason they give you this long speech when you get on an airplane. Yes, sir. In case of an emergency and the oxygen pressure changing, mm -hmm. please put the mask on yourself, yes, then sir. assist others. Yes, sir. You can't do nothing if you can't help yourself. So to me, that's the, that, the advice you just dropped was extremely important because a lot of times people think you're supposed to go through it with them when realistically, if y'all are a team, y'all should be growing each other. Absolutely. It shouldn't just be yours and not the other person's, your significant others or, or, or your group member or whatever it may be. Yes, sir. So I think that's an extremely sound advice, man. And a lot of artists think it's going to happen overnight because of social media. If if it happened overnight, in my case or your case, that was the longest night in history. That was the longest. It take five to ten years to blow up overnight. Man. It facts. take five to facts. ten facts. to blow up overnight. And, you know, obviously the oxymoron and saying it in that sense is just to say that you do have to remain consistent in what you do. It's kind of like the same mentality as somebody going to the gym and you lift hard one day and then you go in, a, in the locker room and look in the mirror like, man, I'm not, I'm not cut up yet. It's like it takes time for things to tear, to break, to rebuild, to be facts. developed, to be strengthened. And, um, you know, one thing about especially in any creative, in anything that you're pursuing, you can't get caught up in paralysis analysis. That's a fact. Because a there's lot. so many people in paralysis analysis where they are Googling the same question for the last two years. No action. And no action. You just constantly, wow, that was amazing. You looking at somebody else's amazing, wow, like, wow, share. Oh, did y'all see this? Man, this is amazing. I'm, see, I support others. That's great. But when are you going to put action Faith without works is dead. Absolutely. That's faith, the part they that's the, they forget the without works part. Without works. Faith without so you can have all the faith in the world that you're gonna lose 50 pounds. If you don't go put that put in that work, you're gonna still have 50. And sometimes you may gain more yep. of what's holding you down because you've never put in the action. And so um I'm grateful that I've had that support system, my wife, my children, my parents, my family, um, that continue to motivate. Uh, and 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 push me in the direction of the gift that I'm use I'm doing. Um, but even in the uniqueness of it, like I never thought I'd be the kind of artist that sing and play drums. Right. Because That's there's tough. there's not a lot of especially in the gospel industry, you don't right. really even see it. But Rock and roll, you'll see it. Absolutely. Like that. Yeah, yeah. You got like Anderson Pack. He does Anderson well. Pack, he does know, it extremely well. Absolutely. Uh, Stokely can do it from mid condition. Mid condition all yeah. day long. But that's about it. It's it's very rare. Yeah. And it, and and I'm gonna tell you that wasn't even something I was trying to do. We just didn't have no praise and worship leaders that night. So you had to do your thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm a pastor's son. Do you wear multiple hats? Facts. And and so we didn't have nobody to do praise and worship. And the way our church was set up, the sound system is to my right. The mic is right here, and I'm on set. And so one thing my brother and I, we would do when, early when the church started, we would see who could play on tempo the best and sing, and, and sing without messing up. Yeah, That's, yeah. It was just a game. game yeah. Like So I'm like, let me see if I can do this and do a riff without messing up. And it became something that was turning into practice. And it just became second nature. And so, like, sometimes you go to my my website, MarcusElderMac.com. You go there, you go to the videos, you'll see some snippets mm. uh, of me playing and singing. And people be like, how do you do that? Like, I promise you, it was never the plan. But right. it became that, and that tool has been, like, a blessing. Man, that's dope, man. So let's get into what you're doing these days, man. What you got going on? I know I, I saw you 
working with Fred. Yes, sir. And then I also saw you working with Marvin Sapp. Yes, sir. Then I uh, uh, saw you working with, oh, I forgot the other brother's name. But Joshua, Joshua Josh, Rogers. Yeah, Josh. Yeah. That's what it was. Josh yeah. Rogers. He won the uh, America, Sunday's Best, right? He won uh, season five, Sunday Best on yeah. BT. BT, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was actually the song that got me my first uh, BMI Trailblazer Award okay. uh, during the pandemic in 2020. Yeah. That's what's up, man. So, man, let's just talk about what you got going on, bro, because you're doing some amazing things. You you you, you brushed by Amplify for a little minute, but then you just shot off. I said, man, let me. Do I need to call your assistant now, bro? Do I, can I still call you? He's like, man, quit playing with me. No, man. No, yeah, man. Um, some of the stuff I'm working on. You, yeah, you're correct. I did um, pour your oil. A song called Pour Your Oil, co-written uh, myself, Lucius Hoskins, Tyrone Bell. Um, that went number five on Billboard, mm -hmm. uh, Gospel Chart, Media Base. Um, work with, now I've had four songs, four placements with Marvin Sapp, legendary, mm -hmm. one of the biggest gospel icons, mm -hmm. um, which has is, is been just amazing working with, beside Aaron Lindsay, mm -hmm. uh, Myron Butler, Myron Williams, uh, some of those heavy hitters in the, in the music industry. Um, wrote his single, uh, Undefeated, that was released, his last album with RCA, mm -hmm. uh, wrote a single called Undefeated that did pretty well. It was actually one of the top 50 on Spotify. Wow. Um, which was like, wow. That's that's exactly what I said because the song came out in September of that year. Oh, so it's at the end. And they released, yeah. the, they released yeah. the list in like October, November. I was like, in that short amount of time. time yeah. You know, so um, currently working with uh, Fred Hammond, legendary. This is one of my Mount Rushmore's. Uh, legendary Fred Hammond has an amazing production called Hood Book, mm -hmm. and what this is is your urban Bible. That's the that's the best way to put it. It's like uh, it's like the the Bible in an urban fashion, but on steroids because he's fusing uh, R and B, hip hop, gospel, contempt, jazz, all in this one uh, show, and uh, it's like the the Garden of Eden told from a teenager's perspective. Wow. And so uh, I'm in the the this this musical play theater production as a character named Lambo. Uh, I played played a ram. I stick close to God, and uh, it is scheduled to go on tour at the top of uh, 2024. Mm. Uh, we launched it in April of this year. Uh, did very well. Got picked up by the. Um, uh, Tom Joyner Boat Cruise, gotcha. which has a ton of heavy hitters on there. We performed this thing on the boat. It was amazing feedback. Uh, that starred people like uh, uh, Rodney, comedian Rodney Perry, mm -hmm. uh, Chaz Shepard, uh, Latisse Crawford. Um, so many, so many amazing people that I've had the opportunity to be around. And so um, I'm kind of in that vein right now where it seemed like I'm doing more writing than I am my own music. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I'm disciplining myself where I'm like, I got to get back yeah. because I, I have so much more that I have to say or, or uh, even music that I've released that I feel like, no, this got to be heard. I, I'm, I'm flipping one more time, you know? And so I'm working on a single that I have that's near to me that, that I'm looking to release soon uh, called God Did It. Gotcha. And uh, this is going to get more involved with me playing and singing uh, at, on the set. Um, normally when I sing and I, I perform, I'm usually just me and the mic and the band or whatever. I said, but no, nah, we're going we gonna to take it back to the drums and then I'm going to do how I do it. That's what I'm talking about, man. And also the good thing is people don't understand is by you collaborating instead of competing with people, when it's time for you to do your project, they'll jump on it. Because the, the song I used for promo for you was 
our, like our guy with Eric Dawkins, which is somebody oh who you God. looked up to, right? Yes, sir. So, like, how did that come about? 20, um, I want to say 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. Around the same time I released the pro- my, my first uh, full project, uh, a good friend by the name of Eric Rideout yep. had uh, reached out. And he said, hey, man, uh, he said, Dawkins is going to be singing in Memphis. And I know you go every year. He said, they need background vocals. They had just come back out with an album called Get Down. Mm-hmm. It was the first album they had in like 10, 15 years or something, maybe even 20. And they, they came, came back out with that album. And uh, they need background vocals. They said, record yourself and the singers doing something and send it to us because they big on blend. If y'all ever heard Eric Dawkins and Anson Dawkins, aliens when it comes to vocality. Like yeah. you will not find a person whose tone is as rich and pure as these two brothers. And so uh, we we laid the vocals. My wife was uh, one of the vocal singers, and another young lady. We put that down. We sent it in, and they was like, "Yeah, they good." So we went went to Memphis, did background vocals there. They came to Milwaukee. We did another set. We were doing some spot dates, and they were just so cool and approachable. Eric, uh, I, I called them one day on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. I mind you, I'm still working a job. I'm teaching at a school, and I'm on my lunch break, and I'm like. I gotta do my next album, man. I got this song called Like My God that I uh, produced by Jameen Thompson, J Skills. Shout out to J Skills out of uh, Texas. Uh, I said, he got me, got me this song that's amazing. And E, I would love for you to, to be on it. He was like, send it to me. Wow. Just, But that was built on relationship. Uh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That was built on relationship of just being around, not being in groupie mode, treating him like a human being. Right. You Just because you're around somebody you admire does not mean you have to be all, you know, ever since I was a kid, you know, right. you, time it. Everybody yeah. want to share that story because Facts. we respect them, you know, and we admire them. But time it. Read the room. That's a fact. You know bro. what I'm saying? That's important. Um, and, 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 and by reading the room, I knew that there were certain times where I had to be in full promo, like professional mode. When we were rehearsing, that was not the time for me to start sharing backstories and yep. <laughs> and yep. all that kind of stuff. But when we went out to eat and we were sitting at the table and they and they brought up some old time, then that was an opportunity to jump in. To jump in. But you know, sometimes we miss our opportunities because we're so big on fulfilling some dream of ours. I've always wondered if I ever met little Kim, I was gonna say this. And they're like that might not have been your time. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen artists that I admired, but because of that time, I was like, this ain't it. This ain't the right time. We just going to cross paths again. Maybe we will, maybe we won't, right. but this ain't it, and I don't want to come off the wrong way. So that relationship built, um, he, laid the, he laid the song. I can remember getting them stems back, bro. Going crazy. I said, I have Eric Dawkins on my computer yep. singing my song. Like it, it was just I just sat there for a minute, just like this is unbelievable. And so um, when you talk about collaborations, one thing I didn't want to do moving into my second album was, uh, unlike my first one, I did everything, mm-hmm. everything but the like the final final mix because I still touched up the mix that I got back. Right. But I did everything. I played keys. I played the drum tro- program, and I did all the background vocals. I did all it. I wrote everything. It was everything. And uh, what I didn't want to do on this album was everything. Right. So I reached out to my boy Lehman Gray out of Chicago. I said, yo, Lehman Lehman is amazing. I I said, hey, man, uh, I need you to mix this. Put his hands on it. Did an amazing thing. He also co-wrote a little bit on there. Mm -hmm. I told Eric, he said, well, what you want me? I said, you write. I want you to to do do the bridge and and, and vamp out. Mm -hmm. And we're going to kill it together. He said, okay. And that's exactly what we did. And when I became a part of Amplifier, 
this is where the blessing was. I didn't know that there was a grant involved right. in it. I was in it for the knowledge yep. and the exposure and the relationships. And I knew you were a good dude and anything you said in relationship to what you were planning or doing was going to happen. So I said, I'm getting on. That's it. When I found out that there was going to be a grant of, what was it, $10,000 yep. that was going to contribute to anything we wanted to do music related, <clears throat> I said, I'm shooting a video. Yep. You flew out to Cali. I'm shooting a video. Because so, he was like, I ain't going to be at these next meeting because I got to go. Uh, Man, do what you got to do. I That's said, what it's no. for. Yeah. I said, no, I'm going to need something because they were releasing it to us. So, yeah. you know, it was responsible. I was like, I'm going to need a little bit of that more of that money because yep. I'm going to Cali. I'm going to go out there where he is. Mm-hmm. I made it convenient. I had the vision. I, the whole nine directed it. I got with my boy, Wanye Sloan, right here out of Milwaukee. Flew him out there. Yep. Rented him a car. Got, got everything I needed. I saved money by using the car I rented in the video. Yeah, I knew facts. what, you know, yeah. it, everything don't have to be Lamborghini. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to get off into that. But, like, be wise. Exactly. I knew that I was a steward over a certain amount of money that I was given. Yep. And so I was like, it don't have to be luxury. And I want the thing to re- represent where I'm at. Right For real, now. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I can't, I don't have Lamborghini money. Right. I can afford this car that's gonna be in this video though. Right. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So that's what I'm gonna drive in the video. Like, right. like stop capping. So, right. um, that's what I did. I saved money on that. Um, I brought my wife with me. That helped. She was a very assistant in that uh, perspective. We shot everything in one day. Mm-hmm. One camera. I got on the phone, found you know, F, I think it was FD Studios, one of those spots, mm-hmm. and, and we we shot multiple shots in that one studio. We did a couple other sites all before the sun went down. We, if you look at, like my God, that was all shot in one day. Mm-hmm. That's how you got to do it, man. That was all shot in one day, and that was from uh, what Amplifier did as far as providing that support, right. and uh, it was amazing. Man, listen, next time you need to use Lamborghini, you can use mine. But ah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I received it, dude. Anybody know how it's cheap? It's, I don't care. I can have $300 million. I ain't buying no Lamborghini. Listen, People bro. know how I get out. Listen. So, man, in closing, man, um, I was, I was explaining to people before we started how skilled of a vocalist. My, 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 first of all, Amplifier has the biggest supporter of all. This brother comes to everything I had. And yes, because sir. he comes to everything, I said to him, if you ever need something from me, yes, sir. I'm coming free of charge. The man trying to argue with me about paying me. <laughs> I said, bro, just let me just do it and you make all the money you can make because you support me. It's not gonna. It's not support if you got to pay me to come. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now, so we was talking with him and uh, Silk over there and uh, we, was, we was telling him that that I was telling them how we, you know, how we met, how we knew each other, how skillful you are, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, I would be remiss mm. if I did not have you sing a line or two of whatever your heart, whatever God puts on your heart. Well, because I'm, because this, this gonna be on my, uh, when you go to Apple Music and all, this, this gonna, gonna be, be on there. This gonna be on the yeah, thing. Yeah, so give me, give me a little, just give me a, a taste of something, man. Ah, this OG asking. This OG asking. Yeah, come on, man. Let me tell you about a friend I have. He's the only friend that I have put all my trust in. In him I can't depend. Let me tell you about a friend I know. He's the only friend that I know. Won't ever leave you alone. I will praise him with all of my might. I will bless you with all of my soul. I will meditate with all of my mind. 
and I worship you. Worship you, Lord. I will praise you with all of my might. I will bless you with all of my soul. I will meditate with all of my mind. Oh, I will worship you, worship you, Lord. Boy, listen. Yeah, I'm talking about that brother kid. Hey, that boy good. That boy can sing. <laughs> movie too. That boy good. Man, no, bro. I just, they, they had to hear it because I wanted them to hear the true, no background, no auto-tune is on the mic, well, none of that. Well. This is straight. Marcus, man, and the reason why is because I want everybody that's listening to this podcast, that's watching us on, on social media, man, go get this brother project ASAP because yes, it's so much not so skillful, I'll use that word, music out here. When you actually have somebody who's doing it at an extremely high level, bro, you can be, you know how you watch uh, Celebration the Gospel and all these yeah. different things, and it'd be a, a, a bunch of singers that can really go. Yeah. You could be up there with all them and hold your own. So I want, and you're from Milwaukee, yes, and that's what I want other people to understand is Born and raised. we got that talent right here. And it's just like you can put me in the studio with whoever, and we're gonna come out with something crazy. Yes, sir. Same thing. You can put you in the studio or the stage with whoever, and it's gonna be dope, man. So I want to make sure I had to highlight that. And it's the first time I ever had somebody ever sing on here. But oh I had, yeah, yeah. I had to highlight it, man. Can't take that from me. <laughs> yes, sir. Like I had to highlight that because. I don't want people to sleep on the actual gift. And that's, you can sleep on the person, but you can't sleep on the gift. Man. Because when this brother really gets to going, man, I, sometimes, I, you know, I might skip church a couple Sundays, you know, maybe 52 out of the 52. He said. <coughs> I, might make, I might make two. Come on back to the Lord. <laughs> I'm online with it. I'm online with it. And I'll, I'll hop online and check you out going, hey, I'm like, wow. man, listen. Wow. Like, this is what you, and then sometimes I just repost what you yes, got sir. on, you know, just because I want people to hear, like, man, listen, right in the city of Milwaukee, people that come right here, we got the same skill level. It's just the fact that this brother is nurturing his gift. When y'all, like, think about this. How many barbers you know drag their liners or clippers across the concrete <laughs> and then go cut your hair? That's right, That's man. what I think about with singers who smoke. Man, you literally dragging Talk the clippers on the ground. Talk to him, but then you like, all right, let me go hit the stage, that's bro. You're going to be flat, fam. You're, it's going to happen. That's your instrument. Yeah, it's and your you instrument. have to take care of it. As you got to take care of it. And, and what a lot of people don't know is, I blew mine out. See what I'm saying? I had to have vocal surgery. See what I'm saying? 2014, I had bleeding on both my nodules, man. So both my man. vocal nodules, and and it taught me something because I had to then learn how to manage my gift. Yep. And God did not allow a lot of things to take off until after I went through that. Yep. And God was like, okay, now you're ready to do tours. Now you're ready to sing background vocals. Now, because you know how to manage that gift and not damage it. Just because you, you can't yell and scream and, and smoking and drinking and damaging those vocal cords to that degree. Y'all think it's, it's, it's cute. But I'm telling you, if you value your gift and what God has given you, you got to take care of it. And that's what, that's what whatever music you sing. Yes, right. sir. So that's a good, man, listen, that's, that's a great place to end, man. I want to thank you so much for your time, bro. Thank you for having me. You man. know, I, I know I can't afford what you what you cost in these days, man. So we appreciate you coming through, man, and blessing this old stage, Doc. Um, any, any words you want to give uh, 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 the viewers, the potential artists, the up and coming uh, on the way out the door, man, before we wrap this thing up? <laughs> Man, I think we've said a lot um, today. I just want to remind the individual who feels like, you know, 
it's too late for them. I'm out of time. I'm too old now. You know, I, I thought by now I'd be at this level or that level. And we kind of talked about this a little earlier. Um, you are right where you're supposed to be. Um, as long as you are applying the faith and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're taking care of the gift, you're putting in the work, do not get upset with God because you're not seeing things in your timing. Because the way I look at it, it wasn't my idea to give me a voice. It was never my idea. I wasn't born like, yeah, God, by the way, bless me with the ability. It was never my idea. So walking in the opportunity and in the fact that, man, don't worry about tomorrow. Be concerned with the things of today. Seek first the things of God and everything else that you need will be added to you. I am a living testimony. I might not be on the Stellars or the Grammys and you might not see me on every platform. But when I say my needs have been met, exceeded and abundantly is because I did that and put God first. So that's what I leave with. Ma'am, listen, that's a beautiful way to end it. One thing I'm going to say on our closing, man, is if you have a gift and you use your gift, you don't have to be the most gifted, mm -hmm. but you will, you will see how your gift will elevate not only just you, those around you, and even the lifestyle that you have. I am hands down not the best producer, vocal producer, engineer in the world. But I'm be I'm up there in the same ranks as those who are. Yes, you are. And it's because I use my gift for good. I use my gift to help other people. And one thing I never did was compare myself. I gave people their props, and I figured out how we can collaborate. And what we need to stop doing is competing and start to collaborate more. So one thing I want to leave you guys with as we part, a legacy is not what you leave for people. It's what you leave in people. And one thing about a dream it never expires. Thank you, guys. I appreciate everybody. Y'all be blessed. We signing out.